Shio friends, it's Shiashi here. It's uh, 9.36 p.m. on August 10th. And I wanted to give you an update because it's not too often that we get to share updates on this podcast, which is the sad reality of the MMIW movement. What's frustrating about this is that I only found this update because I was working on a slide deck. Well, let me back up. So Maggie, Ash, and I are often asked to do uh, presentations about MMIW and large sections of that focus on intimate partner violence because from what we see, there is a lot of intimate partner violence in a lot of these cases. As I was going through the slide deck, I wanted to see if there was an update on Jamie Yazzie. That's when I discovered that an arrest had been made and a man has been charged with first degree murder Now to recap, if you haven't listened to this mini episode, I would encourage you to go back and take a listen. Jamie Yazzie disappeared in June 2019 in Pinon, Arizona, when she didn't show up for work at a health clinic that set off alarm bells because it was unusual for her to just not show up to work. From what I read, she was known to be very, very dependable. She was also known to be in an off and on relationship with a boyfriend who wasn't named initially but the relationship was described as abusive. I was really unable to find any details about the extent of the abuse. So for over two years, there had been no updates on Jamie or what happened to her. No one has seen her. No one has heard from her. In November 2021, remains were discovered and were formally identified as Jamie's. Her remains were discovered on the Hopi Indian Reservation just outside the Pinon area. So at that time, her family did get a small piece of closure when they were able to bring her back home and lay her to rest. However, the question of what happened to her and who killed her was still there because prior to finding her, they knew absolutely nothing. They didn't know what happened to her, where she was, nothing. So finally, just last week, a report came out announcing the arrest of 30-year-old Trey James. Trey James was the on-off boyfriend I had mentioned earlier. According to an article from People.com, James was served with an eight-count indictment. And I'm going to read you portions of what was written in the criminal complaint that was filed. It states, Trey James was the last person to see the victim alive, the victim Jamie, on or about the early morning hours of July 1st, 2019. James and Jamie had been arguing about infidelity on the night of June 30th, 2019 and early July 1st. On or before 1.13 a.m. on July 1st, Jamie's phone was either turned off or no longer working and efforts of family and friends to contact her were left unanswered. Jamie failed to appear for work on the morning of July 1st, 2019 as scheduled and has never been seen again by co-workers. Jamie was killed by a gunshot wound to the back of her head. On the night of June 30th, 2019, and early morning, July 1st, a witness saw James with a gun. Jamie's blood was identified in the bedroom of James. Spent shell casings were found there as well. In the days after July 1st, James spent several days in his aunt's home where a family witnessed him acting in a strange manner. His sister saw him with a handgun, and he was aggressive, nervous, and paranoid. The complaint also stated that Jamie was staying in a house also occupied by James's grandmother. A search of the home revealed a spent 9mm casing, a red-colored substance that appeared to be blood on the floor, and a white-colored substance that appeared to be a cleaning agent on the floor. 
And again, according to this complaint, James's own sister provided key evidence, allegedly stating that on June 30th, she had received messages on Facebook Messenger from Jamie telling her that James shot two rounds off and chased her back into the house. James's sister also allegedly told federal investigators that she had warned Jamie against dating him. Now, the criminal complaint also laid out a series of accusations. Um, One was stating that Jamie uh, was actually legally married to a man who was in jail at the time of her death. It also said that James was allegedly um, seeing another woman. Um, So there was a lot of accusations back and forth about Jamie seeing another man and James seeing other women. So that just seemed like a lot of back and forth. So I'm not sure what part of that is true and what's not. Now, I mentioned earlier that James was indicted on eight counts. Well, the several additional counts, aside from the ones that pertain to Jamie, pertain to a victim who was identified only as an intimate partner or dating partner with the initials LS. Count three of the indictment alleges that James suffocated or attempted to suffocate LS. Count four alleges that James seized, confined, kidnapped, or held LS. Count five alleges that James strangled or attempted to strangle LS. And count six also alleges suffocation. The incidents involving LS are alleged to have occurred between June 1st, 2019 and October 1st, 2020. A seventh count alleges strangulation of another intimate or dating partner identified as E.B., on or around June 22, 2021. An eighth count alleges that James assaulted another victim identified only as R.K. with a dangerous weapon and with the intent to cause bodily harm on or around April 8, 2018. Now, the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Arizona released a press release that stated, quote, It is committed to addressing the persistent violence endured by Native American families and communities in the state of Arizona, including by working with tribal nations to address the important issues of missing or murdered indigenous persons and acts of domestic violence. This office and the Department of Justice view this work as a priority for its law enforcement components. An indictment is simply a method by which a person is charged with criminal activity and raises no inference of guilt. An individual is presumed innocent until evidence is presented to a jury that establishes guilt beyond a reasonable doubt, end quote. So I guess at this point, James is expected in court. I am really, really relieved that an arrest has been made, but I just feel so heartbroken for the family who, even though they needed to know what happened. I can't imagine learning what your loved one had gone through. Even going through this criminal complaint, I know seemed like a lot of information and seemed very confusing, but trying to piece that together for your loved one, I can't even imagine how that must feel. My heart goes out to her kids and I just truly hope justice gets served. And if all these charges come out to be true, that the man who killed Jamie will spend the rest of his life behind bars. But guys, I think we need to have an honest discussion about intimate partner violence and domestic violence. It's too prevalent. It's too normalized. And we read about it week after week after week with a lot of these cases. Until then, we'll see you guys next week. Rest in peace, Jamie. Thank you for listening to We Are Resilient. 
For links to information found for this episode, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at We Are Resilient Podcast. Send us an email at weareresilientpod at gmail.com or visit us at www.war-podcast.com. Shkate.